If I had an hour to solve a problem, I'd spend 55 minutes thinking about the problem and five minutes thinking about solutions. This quote by Einstein really resonates with today's topic. Wouldn't you agree, Autumn? You're right, Sylvia. Those moments where we find ourselves lost in what-ifs, fear and regret often overshadow the times when we gather the courage to take action. Exactly. We constantly mull over missed connections and unfulfilled attractions, diving into our bundle of unresolved feelings. All that could have happened, should have happened. We spend so much time just pondering over those moments. But does all that pondering really lead us anywhere? I mean, don't we just end up spiralling into deeper longings, regrets and an unending list of hypothetical scenarios, torturing ourselves more and more? Ah, the intricacies of human emotions. We can be so obsessed with these conjectures that we forget about the usefulness of resolve, of finding closure. A question I find myself wondering is, what if we spent that same energy to confront and address those feelings? How different could the outcomes be? Autumn, do you remember those times when we both sensed mutual attraction with someone but chose not to act on it? Oh, definitely, Sylvia. I think we've all experienced these moments of intense, unspoken mutual attraction. It's an unfathomable cocktail of excitement, anxiety and fear, isn't it? Yes, and it's also about the dreadful thought of what this could mean for friendship. I remember feeling this inexplicable connection with a close friend. But I also feared that if I expressed my feelings, it would change our friendship, maybe ruin it forever. So I chose silence. That sounds incredibly hard. It's like you're stuck in this unsure place where you crave a deeper bond yet fear the possible outcome. There was a time when I felt a particularly strong attraction towards a colleague, but the thoughts of potential discomfort at work held me back. What is interesting about these experiences is their emotional odyssey. I remember oscillating between bouts of self-doubt, wondering if my feelings were indeed reciprocated or was it just my own perception. I was swimming in a sea of confusion. And not to mention wondering if you dropped the ball too soon. Did you have a real chance? Was timing the issue? Could things have evolved differently if you had waited longer or acted sooner? These endless questions keep gnawing at you. Not acting on these mutual attractions led to this haunting, missed connection. A part of me still wonders if there was an opportunity for something profound. But you know, Autumn, as cliche as it sounds, I believe everything happens for a reason and often leads to personal growth. Autumn, if we think about it, many of us hold back because we're scared. The fear of rejection is a primal fear, isn't it? Absolutely, and it's not just about the fear of rejection per se. It's the fear of not being good enough, the fear that our feelings might not be reciprocated in the same way, which can be quite disenchanting. I agree. And to add to that, there's also the fear of ruining a perfectly good friendship. We worry that expressing our feelings might add an unwanted complexity to the relationship. Right. Addressing romantic feelings towards a friend could change the dynamic between the two people involved. It's a risk, a step into the unknown. There's a constant tug of war between expressing yourself and preserving the bond you share. Exactly. And fear from my observation can become this silent gatekeeper that stands between us and our desires. It's a factor we all contend with, whether we like it or not. And often it's this fear that keeps us from fully owning our feelings. Fear can be insidious in that way. You're right. Fear indeed is a formidable hurdle. But it's important to remember that these fears are completely natural. They are universal experiences that humanity grapples with. 
It's human to fear rejection and to worry about ruining existing relationships. That's very true, Sylvia. Everyone wrestles with these concerns. It's a part of our human nature and shared experiences. Autumn, have you ever grappled with the what-if question, especially after you've chosen not to act on your feelings? Oh, absolutely. The mind can become a rather scary place when you entertain the what-if question too long. It's like a wormhole, right? Pulling you deeper into a spiral of regret and emotional turmoil. Exactly, Sylvia. And the most significant tormentor is regret. It is not a stranger to those of us who've chosen silence over expressing our true feelings. I've met that tormentor myself. Not expressing my feelings just to keep the friendship undisturbed left me with a gnawing sense of regret. The emotional turmoil was real. Sylvia, you touched on an important point about maintaining friendships. I've often wondered if unfulfilled attractions could have bloomed into something more cherishable, had the fear not dominated. The unknowns are always haunting, aren't they? But what I find interesting is how these experiences lead us to grow. Fear becomes a great teacher, and regret, well, makes us more human. That's a novel way to look at it, Sylvia. I suppose in retrospect these unexpressed feelings and the subsequent regret did force us to confront and understand our fears better. And although mercurial, emotions shape us. They're like sculptors chipping away, carving us into the individuals we are today. And honestly, Autumn, I wouldn't be who I am today without those emotionally challenging experiences. You put it so succinctly, Sylvia. The emotional distress does lead to personal growth. It's almost as if these missed connections and unfulfilled attractions are rites of passage in our emotional evolution. Autumn, let's broaden our examination of missed connections. How much of our inaction to address feelings could be tied to personal insecurities? Insecurities play a massive role, Sylvia. They can manifest in various forms, self-doubt, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, leading us to question our worthiness and hence hesitate to express our feelings. And societal expectations too, wouldn't you say? It seems that we are all subconsciously trying to fit into accepted notions of love and relationships. Does that weigh heavy on our decisions, do you think? Certainly, Sylvia. We are all products of prevalent societal norms and expectations. This social conditioning can severely restrict our ability to act freely. Fear of judgment forces us to silence our hearts. This can indeed weigh down heavily on our decision to express our feelings. That is thought-provoking. Personal insecurities, societal expectations, it's like a double-layered constraint on expressing emotions, isn't it? Exactly. And it may sometimes lead to a perpetual cycle of self-questioning. To break free requires courage, self-confidence, and the understanding that it's okay to be vulnerable. And that brings us back to the what-ifs and missed connections. Maybe understanding these constraints will help us on a path to healthier relationships. Autumn, imagine we were brave enough to express those feelings, those lingering what-ifs, what could have been some potential outcomes. Indeed, Sylvia. The nature of outcome would likely vary depending on how feelings get expressed. For instance, an outright direct admission of feelings could, in some cases, lead to a beautiful relationship, but it might also cause a sudden shift, a shock, too big to handle, possibly straining or entirely breaking the relationship. True. Direct admission is like diving headfirst. It's bold and clear, but it exposes you to the risk of a harsh landing. What about the softer approach, the subtle hints we drop hoping they're picked up? Ah, the subtle art of hint dropping. 
It's safer, less direct and gives room for ambiguity. The recipient can choose to ignore, not reciprocate, or reciprocate gradually as they come to terms with their feelings. The drawback, however, could be that the hints are overlooked, misinterpreted or even undervalued. Fascinating how the same emotion, when expressed differently, can lead to widely contrasting outcomes, isn't it? Absolutely. It underscores the complexity that underlines relationships and human emotions. It's like navigating a labyrinth with no single right path. We need to weigh the risks, the potential rewards, and make our move. And it reminds us of the delicacy and importance of our words, reinforcing the idea that it's not always what we say, but how we say it. You know, we've been talking about expressing feelings, but let's dig a little deeper into what that really means. When we start airing our feelings to someone else, it's not just about expressing ourselves. We're giving a certain level of power to the other person. Do you think that's true, Autumn? Well, power dynamics is certainly an element that comes to the fore when feelings get expressed, Sylvia. We're essentially surrendering a part of our emotional vulnerability to someone else, which can potentially shift power dynamics. And that shift in power can run both ways, right? On one hand, it can allow for deeper understanding and intimacy, but on the other, it might put stranglehold on the existing relationship. Exactly, Sylvia. Unveiling your feelings for someone fundamentally changes the status quo of your relationship. It can bring two people closer, or at times breed discomfort or awkwardness. Like everything, it will indeed have its ramifications. The key, perhaps, is to consider if we're ready to accept those significant shifts. That's a crucial part of deciding whether to address those pent-up feelings. And that, I guess, brings us back to the question. When we choose to express our feelings or keep them hidden, are we in essence determining the power dynamics that we're comfortable with in our relationships? Autumn, let's take a closer look at friendships that bloom into relationships once feelings are addressed. True, it's one of the lovelier outcomes of these situations, isn't it, Sylvia? It's an intense breach of trust and camaraderie, where two individuals learn to adjust their dynamics from being friends to being lovers. Absolutely rewarding, but not without its own complexities. It's not merely an exploration of romantic feelings, but intertwined with that is the need for immense understanding. Not to mention, the patience to weather the initial awkwardness and confusion. And then there's the quintessential element, communication. It's a delicate balance. Friends turned lovers must ensure they're on the same page all the time. It's like walking a tightrope between expressing your romantic desires and nurturing the friendship that exists. And Autumn? What do you think happens when we don't transparently communicate with each other? It certainly won't be fair to either party. Definitely. In these circumstances, the inability to communicate effectively can aggravate misunderstandings and lead to friction, creating a wide gulf that's difficult to bridge later. Hence, clear communication remains the linchpin. All this boils down to understanding that while this possibility can be beautiful, it's not free from complications. You need a foundation of friendship strengthened by patience, communication, and substantial understanding. And it's not just beautiful, Sylvia. It's a possibility worth exploring despite the odds. It indeed illuminates the complexity of feelings and relationships. So, Autumn, let's consider now the instances when missed connections eventually evolved into fulfilling relationships. Yes, Sylvia, sometimes life does give a second chance, right? Or even third, fourth, who knows? 
It's never really too late. I believe that's the hopeful side of missed connections we should underscore. Often, it's just a matter of time until unplumbed emotions resurface. And when they do, it could turn the tide in favor of the relationship. Like revisiting an old diary, but this time turning the pages with a different perspective. What an apt analogy, Sylvia. And when feelings do resurface and we decide to act on them, it isn't easy, is it? No, it isn't. It's like reopening a wound, but this time for the right reasons. The chance to let it heal correctly. But isn't that a gamble worth taking? To potentially bridge that distance and resolve the what-ifs that once muted our hearts? I agree the fear of rejection is still there, but so is the possibility of fulfilment. But how can one decide if it's the right time to bring feelings to the front, given the uncertainty? To be honest, I don't think there's a right time per se. It's more about being honest with your feelings and being emotionally ready to handle the outcomes, whatever they may be. And always reminding oneself that shared human experience is to navigate through the waters of uncertainty. And in doing so, we can potentially turn our unfulfilled attractions into rewarding relationships, thereby giving depth to our experiences. It's a lesson in courage and the possibility of achievement. But, Sylvia, what happens when admitting feelings actually leads to friendships flourishing, not relationships? Oh, certainly. No one said expressing feelings should always translate into romantic relationships, right? Sometimes the purest form of love shines through in friendships, like a flower that blooms from the crack in between the rocky terrains. Unexpected, but nonetheless beautiful. An unexpected friendship born from a mutual attraction. It doesn't happen every day, does it? Indeed. But it does happen. Let's look at this. You meet someone, you both click. For some reason, it doesn't translate into a romantic mutual connection. But there's a strong bond, a sort of camaraderie, an emotional intimacy that is different from your other friendships. Right, it's that shared experiences, the mutual support, the emotional bond... Perhaps not love in the romantic sense, but still love. A kind that perhaps can last longer and be just as deep. Precisely, Autumn. So, I feel the essence here is not what form the relationship takes, but the bond that is fostered. Whether it further blossoms into a romantic relationship, sustains as a deep-rooted friendship, or simply fades away, it has its own significance and impact on us. The shared memories, the lessons exercised, the emotional maturity gained are the real residual values of these interactions. Make sense? Yeah, it's not always the end result, but the experiences along the way that shape us. Perhaps in the roller coaster of emotions, we find something more valuable than a romantic relationship. A friendship with someone who understands you, who shares a certain depth of emotion with you. This could be more enriching and lasting. Absolutely. And that's an angle we often overlook. Admitting our feelings doesn't have to end in love or heartbreak. It could also open doors to the kind of companionships we never imagined. Just being truthful to our emotions could yield such surprising but delightful outcomes. So Autumn, let's say you've realized you have these unfulfilled feelings and you want to bring them to light. Where do you begin? Ah, uh, the first and most critical step, Sylvia. Well, it does depend on the nature of your relationship, doesn't it? If it fills the conventional brackets of friendship, I'd say take it slow. A sudden outpouring of sentiments can be overwhelming. It's prudent to hint at your feelings subtly in a casual yet meaningful manner. Subtle yet meaningful, got it. 
And what if the dynamic is, say, less than a friendship? Perhaps someone we're not very close to but have developed feelings for? That's a great point. In such cases, forging a stronger connect should be your goal before expressing your feelings. Get to know them better, understand their personality, their likes, dislikes. Gradually build your way up, and then when it feels right, share your feelings. So, patience and understanding are key factors. And I guess the manner in which you express your feelings is equally important, too. What do you think, Autumn? Absolutely, Sylvia. Delicate matters such as these require a certain softness and warmth. It's always more comforting to understand someone's affection when it isn't dressed with expectations or pressurising. A casual conversation, an understanding tone to let them know that regardless of their response, it won't alter the existing relationship negatively. That's a wonderful approach. Making them comfortable. Reducing the pressure of responding. But what if, despite all this, the person on the other end decides to distance themselves or responds negatively? Well, rejection or distance is always a possibility, isn't it? But it's essential to remember that everyone is entitled to their feelings just as you are to yours. And yes, it's going to hurt, but it's also a part of the growing process. Remember, it's better to regret things you did than the things you didn't. Autumn, we've discussed how one might approach a friend when feelings change. But how would they recognize some subtle cues that feelings have indeed changed? A good question, Sylvia. Well, a significant cue can often be found in how much time you wish to spend with them. If you find yourself constantly looking for opportunities to share more experiences together or frequently thinking about them in your day, it might be a manifestation of changed feelings. So the increased desire to spend time together could be an indicator. Now how about some physical signs? Are there any particular physical reactions that could give away these changing feelings? Definitely, Sylvia. Increased heart rate, butterflies in the stomach or even shallow breathing when you're around this person could be some physiological responses to an emotional stimulus. This may indicate that your feelings are not merely platonic anymore. That makes sense. And I believe it works the other way around as well, right? Paying attention to these subtle shifts in their behavior towards us can provide clues about their feelings. Absolutely, Sylvia. Watching out for their behavior is equally important. Do they make any lingering eye contact, casually brush against you, or even do they seem to initiate conversations more often? If these actions seem more frequent, it could be signs of their growing interest in you. That's a great advice. So, it's about observing these subtle cues in you and them. But what about when subtlety doesn't cut it anymore? In such cases, do you think it's justified to be more direct? Well, at the end of the day, I think it's more about being honest with mutual respect and understanding. If your feelings are strong and causing uncertainty, it might be a good time to be direct. However, it's important to maintain the warmth and respect in your conversation when expressing these feelings. Honesty may not always yield the exact response we'd like, but it surely enables clarity, and with time, comfort. It's interesting how our emotional states are shaped by our experiences, even in cases of missed connections, isn't it, Autumn? Absolutely, Sylvia. Personal development arising from confronting or not confronting our feelings can be fascinating to explore. Reflecting on my own instances of unexpressed feelings, I felt a range of emotions, regret, disappointment, but also a sense of relief. It was a paradox, to be honest, but in the long run, these experiences have definitely contributed to my emotional maturity. Well, you're not alone, Sylvia. We all experience struggles like these, 
yet we need to keep in mind that it's entirely okay to feel uncertain about our feelings. It does contribute to personal growth, especially in how we handle emotional complexities later. Right. But while self-growth is essential, it's also important to consider how these experiences can impact our mental health. I experienced a lot of stress and a sense of persistent uncertainty due to these unresolved feelings, which took some time to manage. That's an important point, Sylvia. Unresolved feelings can sometimes lead to continuous emotional strain, but on the positive side, when handled appropriately, they can also lead to self-consciousness. The realisation, acceptance and then decision on what to do with these feelings can lead to building strong emotional intelligence. Through therapy, I learned how to channelize these feelings into self-growth, enhancing my resilience and emotional awareness. So, I guess, every experience, whether painful or gratifying, does contribute to our personal evolution and shapes us into who we are. Right you are, Sylvia. Navigating these emotional crossroads is certainly a journey of self-discovery that shapes us as unique individuals. The important part is to learn, grow, and keep moving forward. Regret. It's a remarkably powerful emotion that can profoundly shape our mindset, wouldn't you say, Autumn? Definitely, Sylvia. It is crucial in noting how we perceive our past experiences, missed connections and unfulfilled attractions. Regret can act like a prism, refracting what we've been through from different perspectives. Yes, and it's interesting because we often hear the advice to live without regrets, but I think regrets are an inevitable part of our human experience. They remind us of the choices we made and the ones we didn't pursue. I agree. While it's important not to get stuck in the past, it's equally essential to acknowledge our regrets and learn from them. This way, they can serve as our personal guides, helping us make better choices in the future. What do you think, Sylvia? Definitely. That brings us to the question. How should we navigate our feelings of regret when it comes to missed connections or unfulfilled attractions? I mean, I've found talking about it very therapeutic. It helps me examine my emotions, enabling me to understand and accept my past choices. Yes, openly discussing these feelings certainly alleviates the burden of regret. Similarly, I find that writing about them can be incredibly soothing. It allows time for introspection and a way to articulate emotions that may be hard to express verbally. There's also another aspect we need to highlight, self-love and acceptance. Could you elaborate on this, Sylvia? I'm glad you brought this up, Autumn. Self-love and acceptance are the foundations to handle any form of regret. It's about acknowledging our feelings with compassion and without judgment. We may regret not acting on our feelings, but it's important to understand that we made the best choice we thought was right at the time. I couldn't have phrased it any better. Self-compassion let us embrace our feelings, even the uncomfortable ones. This acceptance can lead to incredible personal growth and resilience in the face of future emotional challenges. As we approach the end of this richly stirring conversation, I find myself reminiscing about my personal journey. It's an uncanny feeling, looking into the rearview mirror of life. Do you feel the same, Autumn? Definitely, Sylvia. Reflecting on our own experiences certainly stirred up emotional tides within me. I believe it resonates with our listeners too. We've all had our share of missed connections and silent attractions. Our discussion aimed to do just that, to resonate, to reassure our listeners that they aren't alone in experiencing these complex emotions. The feeling of what-ifs is a shared human experience. 
Yes, and in the process, we hope to have offered some guidance. Not just anecdotal, but rooted in the psychology of interpersonal relationships, shared personal experiences, and can turn these missed connections into self-realization opportunities. While these missed connections can leave us with a sense of loss, it's important to remember how much these experiences shape us. They allow us to grow emotionally, to introspect, and become more empathetic individuals. Isn't it so, Autumn? Absolutely, Sylvia. Each missed opportunity gifts us wisdom and shapes our narrative. Sometimes they're blessings in disguise. They push us to explore our emotional boundaries, urging us to step out of comfort zones. That's beautifully put, Autumn. In the end, it's not about pondering over the what could have been, but rather learning and accepting that every path we didn't take, every word left unspoken, has led us to become who we are today. And that's what makes us unique. Our stories, our journeys. It's the courage to express our feelings, the acceptance of missed connections, that can lead us to a more contented state of being. As we wrap up, our parting words to our listeners would be this. Don't let fear rule your choices. Be courageous. Express your feelings. Not only for the sake of a potential relationship, but also for your own emotional freedom. May our candid discussion inspire and guide you in dealing with your own missed opportunities. Remember, you have the power to steer the course of your story. Embrace your feelings, express them, and grow from the experience.